2: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at get help at or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that comes in from TAB to help me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online on this rainy Saturday morning. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out. Yes, we were off last weekend, as I mentioned. We had the big uh, Music of the Night competition in Southington. But I'm back here this morning, and ready to rock and roll with Bob to help you out with your uh, computer issues. You can cuddle up with your computer, get a nice nice and warm, and uh, we'll help you out. (laughs) Things are working for you. What do you got in the news here, Bob?
1: Well, uh, AT&T... Yeah, successfully test first 5G hotspot, you'll actually be able to buy. Nice. They're doing this down in uh, Dallas, in the Dallas area. All right. So they're using a Netgear Nighthawk 5G mobile hotspot. Mm -hmm. And this is really going to help to bring competition to uh, To high-speed internet, to broadband. So uh, it's a short article, but Mm -hmm. we'll post a uh, link to it. At Computertalkwithtab.com.
2: Did they talk about the speeds in there, Bob? As far as how fast 5G is going to be?
1: No, not really. I think everybody uh, has kind of uh, already been talking about 5G for so long, mm-hmm. and it's so much faster than 4G. Yep. So uh, but it'll yeah.
2: be it'll be like broadband. You know, you're looking at. I'll go look it up, but you're looking at some serious speeds with 5G. So
1: anyway, they're going to start rolling it out, 5G in 12 cities, including Dallas, Atlanta, Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Then next year, another 19 cities will gain access, including Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Las Vegas. Who cares about them?
2: Yeah. Well, we want them to start using the technology. Well, they want to get them
1: out in the areas that are the most dense first, right? Because that's where they're going to get their fastest return on their dollar.
2: Well, the other thing is too; they've already they're worried about people blocking it because they're worried about cancer fears.
1: Well, you got that article on uh, (laughs) a couple weeks ago. um, You know, California agreeing not to enforce their new net neutrality law. I do until after the litigation is done.
2: Well, yeah, basically uh, California. Um, had to uh, agree not to enforce it because uh, uh, the feds pretty much an hour after they came up with this new net neutrality r- rule uh, put a cease and desist on them, and uh, this is good news, guys. You don't we don't need net neutrality. Um, it just sounds and feels all nice and warm and fuzzy, guys, but it's it's really going to harm innovation and technology. Um, you want these these companies to do what they want with their networks and do what they want with us as customers so that we can then choose alternatives. If everyone has to be equally miserable – you don't understand how that works, communism, socialism. If everyone has to be
1: equally miserable <laughs> – We can't have anybody happy. Everybody <laughs> yeah. has to
2: be miserable. And that's what net neutrality will do, give you equally poor service because the companies don't have to improve it. I contend you're not going to have the benefits of all the innovation that you would get with technology. We all know
1: everybody wants bad service at a high price. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's what net neutrality (laughs) would get you. Um, So it's kind of nice to see that uh, the federal government is saying enough of this. This is not going to happen. Um, And uh, they're suing California. And uh, basically, FCC Chairman Ajit Pai said in a statement that California's decision to hold off on enforcing this law shows how strong – The FCC's case is in defending itself in the lawsuit challenging its rationale for repealing the rules. Uh, This substantial concession reflects the strength of the case made by the United States earlier this month. It also demonstrates that contrary to the claims of the law's supporters, that there is no urgent problem that these regulations are needed to address. That has been our point and my point forever. The Internet was just fine before some guy said we had to have net neutrality. then the Obama rules came in and saved us. You know, guys like Chris Murphy were telling my kids at UConn, you're going to lose your free internet. Look out. The free and open internet's going to go away. And uh, that doesn't happen, guys. That's not the issue. The issue has to do with quote unquote throttling. And just think about th- who's throttling you. Um, you know, they're all worried about free speech and throttling and certain websites like YouTube. Uh, uh Folks not being allowed to have their free speech because of net neutrality not being in place, they're worried about you know some little YouTube channel not getting out his word. Hey guys, YouTube's owned by Google for crying out loud. That's not some little fly by now organization. And you're already seeing the censorship that it's already occurring by big data as it is. Big content is already, quote-unquote, throttling all sorts of speech. And I'm not going to comment on whether they should or shouldn't, but they're the ones doing the um, throttling, (laughs) not the internet providers. And we want the internet providers to have information superhighway fast lanes, just like we do on the highways, guys. If we all had to say at the same speed on the highway, you know, a good average 40-mile-an-hour rate like it is during rush hour – we wouldn't get anywhere. But you know what they put in? HOV lanes. What are those? Fast lanes. Oh, that works, huh? And that was put in back in the 90s.
1: Yeah, the ones that nobody drives on?
2: <laughs> I That's use it. them. <laughs> I'm not by myself. Obviously, I don't want that ticket. But when I'm with my family, you know how fast it is to go around the traffic on 84 when you're going uh, on, you on the know, HOV I lane. see those single drivers out there on them all well, the time. Well, the single drivers. I would never do that. <laughs> I follow the law. I don't want that ticket. That's a big ticket. Um, but you, you know, people do use those. Fast well, they started off, you had to have four people in the car, and then they reduced it to three, and then they <laughs> reduced
1: it to two. Yeah, now that's a high occupancy vehicle. Two people. <laughs> two people.
2: I know. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, my point is, a fast lane is what is existing. What else you got, Bob?
1: Oh, uh, faster, safer, and more efficient.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How 5G will change tomorrow's cars. All right. So this is a nice article, and it goes on to say how. All the different features that they'll be able to build into the cars so that they can actually work in real time.
2: Communicate together. Communicate together. On the network.
1: Well, they can talk to each other vehicle to vehicle or vehicle to uh, other other devices Mm -hmm. so that, you know, um, they can actually enhance the onboard computer electronics for collision avoidance systems and things like that. Keep you on your lane. Yep. And uh, actually, maybe even slow down when the person in front of you peels off.
2: Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, that's right, the autopilot doesn't do that.
1: And, and yeah, it's going to be a big boom mm-hmm. to these driverless cars, which I'll never ride in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. You'll be surprised.
1: No, I won't. All right.
2: Someday it'll I'll work. I'll walk before I'll go in. Someday it'll work. <laughs> but yeah. that's neat, though. If everyone, So again, they're going to make every car a packet on the network. the the actual highway, right? And they can communicate with each other, and so you know, imagine the road rage that will be solved because of this. Because you can't do anything, you can't come up against somebody's, you can't ride their bumper because it's going to keep you at a certain distance.
1: Well, here's an example, for instance, you you come up to a traffic light, right? And you're taking the left turn, right? Right. Yeah. And the person in the front lane is texting. Oh, so he looks up, sees the light is orange now. Oh. He gets he gets through, and everybody behind him gets left behind. <laughs>
2: now that'll be fixed,
1: <laughs> and they'll all be able to pull out like in uniform, in unison, right. kind of like a train,
2: nice and efficient, you know,
1: and you know, safe, equal distance behind them. Yeah, absolutely, it's good. Uh, good technology it, coming forward.
2: We'll have to see what happens, and 5G hopefully is going to change the broadband market so that you know guys like Comcast and Cox and. Spectrum are not going to have to fight with broadband, wireless broadband, that might be affordable and offer all sorts of alternatives. So, competition? Yeah, competition. What? We need competition. Oh, we can't have that. We need that. <laughs> In other news, there's a new app that is out by Google. It's called Google News App. And guess what it's been doing to people, causing all sorts of trouble? It is burning through gigabytes of user mobile data users are reporting a sharp spike in data usage by the app, sometimes leading to hundreds of dollars in mobile data fees. Now, of course, if you're running an unlimited plan from Verizon, if you happen to be out there fighting a fire, you found out about those poor guys having their data throttled because they hit the limit of their unlimited plan. Well, it happens here too, in that the app is just screaming through your data. So, again, I like to talk about jiggling the handle on your data You know, when your your toilet's running, you jiggle the handle because you don't want that big water bill. Same thing with your data on your cell phone. Jiggle the handle. Turn on the data saver features of your phone. No matter what service you have, you will be amazed at how much little data ends up squeaking out of your phone. You don't need to use it. You don't need to have the thing update in the background constantly. Also, turn off on each app the background data, right? Did you really care if a certain, you know, Google News app... Updates in the background when you happen to be driving between here and Boston, you really don't. So turn it off and it won't use your data. If we all did this, these unlimited plans would, would start to reduce even further in price because unlimited was only a deal if you, they're assuming you're not going to use all the data. even though it's a limited, unlimited plan, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which should be illegal, but that's a whole other problem. Um, Just turn on your data saver on your phone and go to each app and and go and turn off background data. And that will save you, I I swear to you, my phone bill is 20 bucks a month.
1: Well, there's an app. (laughs) Uh, I think you know the name of it. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. That will tell you. Or that's on your phone. They'll tell you which apps are actually using up your, the most data. your, your data so that you know you can turn them off because you might not know which ones are running in the
2: background. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and you look at each one and then go ahead into each app and turn off the background data. So uh, if you're running Google News, they're killing your data plan. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you. Everything we talk about will be posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. That also works. And if you go to Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, we'll be there as well. It's a nice rainy day here in southern, in, in southern Connecticut, southern New England in Connecticut. Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock on this Saturday morning. And uh, we've got two lines open for you eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We're live today, so feel free to get online. Let's go to Joe in Nagoduck. Joe, what's going on?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm having a problem with uh, disappearing uh, disk space. Um, it Started about oh early March, mm-hmm. and every day, somewhere between one to two to three. And sometimes even upwards of five gigabytes of, dispa- of free space disappears. Uh, and I the uh, use space increases, and I've eliminated all my pictures, mm. all my uh, personal data. All you know, uh, my uh, files. Uh, Letters and stuff like that, hmm. and it's and got rid of all my old programs, mm-hmm. and it's still happening. And every time I get down to about 50 gigabytes of disk space free space, I get this warning from uh, Windows that I have low disk space.
2: Okay, what? Um, how large is your hard drive, Joe? To start,
3: uh, one terabyte.
2: One terabyte. Wow, you've got a few. No, this is a, a common problem.
1: Okay, I've got an article here already, mm-hmm. and they're talking about using the disk cleanup, but that's really not the solution. But there is an uh, mm-hmm. app out there that you can look and see what's taking up your space called Tree Size Free. Uh, and yeah, another... I've
3: got that, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about, and see if I can delete a bunch of this stuff because what's taking up all this space and which keeps getting bigger is a folder called. Systems volume information.
1: Sysvol. That's a that's a system uh, directory. And
3: then uh, subfolder file protector, and then and then the subfolder file storage. And the file storage is the one that is taking up all the uh, information, and that's the one that keeps getting uh, written to every day. Something mm-hmm. gets written to that, whether. <laughs> And it keeps getting bigger. I got 665 gigabytes in file storage.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, so it, it's, a, it's an important aspect of the operating system, but something is going on here, um, possibly, that is chewing up your space on you. And the question is, is this normal or is it not normal? Um, and you say you've removed all your pictures and all your data, so basically this is your entire hard drive being consumed by the operating system?
3: Right, uh, by, uh I got, uh, 665 gigabytes in file storage.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's and part of your, probably, probably part of your actual file storage. I mean, documents, images.
3: Well, all um, my documents and images have been removed.
2: Completely removed. From
3: my, uh. Hard drive, and I've put them on a uh, backup drive.
2: What about applications? What are you running for applications?
3: Okay, I have uh, Ancestry.com, and uh, or ancestry mm-hmm. uh, file uh, family yep. tree maker. Yeah, um, I got uh, um, Microsoft Office uh, mm-hmm. two thousand seven.
2: Okay. Uh, nothing. Nothing and, crazy. Uh, yeah. Just the nothing basis. really
3: crazy. I've got a couple <laughs> uh, photo uh, applications, like uh, uh, I got the uh, Photoshop.
2: Yep. How many restore points version. do you have set? Do you have a, lo- a lot of restore points set? Did you use a large percentage of your drive to set restore points? No. Okay.
3: I have very few restore points.
2: It's not uncommon to have about 300 gigs in some cases of of space being used by an operating system. So, if you've got about, you said how about 600 gigs being used, you think?
3: Yeah, 665. Hmm. Yeah, wow.
2: Does seem high. Anything you found, Bob, as far as a potential solution for it?
1: Yeah, I've seen it before. Uh, It's in the Win Uh, SXX folder, S by X. Uh, S by S Mm -hmm. folder is typically where it goes into. Yeah, and it really shouldn't be doing that, but it it does happen from time to time, and it's been going on actually since Windows Seven. Yeah, and um, it gets filled up, and partly due to updates, and it doesn't get uh, doesn't get purged. It doesn't uh, delete the duplicate files that's created because when it updates, it'll have it's supposed to keep a certain number of. A duplicate files so you can roll back. Right. There will be different versions of the same file.
2: <clears throat> right, and so maybe it's not cleaning up after itself.
1: It's not. So, so I'm looking for the
2: utility to clean that up. So we'll try to find that for you, Joe. Um, how far back are your updates? Have you not run updates in a while on your Windows? It's a Windows 7 system, right?
3: Uh, no, this is Windows 10, <laughs> which doesn't give me a choice whether no. I want to run updates or not. It just flat
2: runs them. It does, yep. So I was thinking. Yeah, was, they've even
1: taken the Windows update out of the menu.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, we're
1: right. gonna try to find and, a
2: tool for. Uh,
3: I <laughs> hate Windows 10. I had 77 work beautifully. <laughs> yep. And all of a sudden one day I got Windows 10.
2: You know, I get a lot of flack from from Microsoft employees. Like Eric, you're on that show talking about how much you dislike Windows 10. I'm like, it's not just me. <laughs> you guys say it all yourselves too. Uh, I didn't re- produce this massive mess. Um, heck, the, the latest update of Windows 10 in October was so bad, it was, is quote-unquote, deleting people's data. I mean... They pulled it back. They did have to pull it back, because it was screwing up so badly. All right, so we're yeah, finding I, some...
1: I had
3: problems with uh, some data that got deleted, and I also yeah. have problems with their invading privacy. All of a sudden, I get this uh, Windows update, and then I get this thing to look at uh, an album, mm-hmm. and it's got... Now it doesn't have it because I don't have any photos on the yeah, right. on the drive, but it used to set up photo albums.
2: It's crazy. So, Joe, we've got, we're have got we going to find some articles for you. We have found some already about this. Uh, do you want to hold on for a sec after we go through the news, and we'll give you the answer? Okay. All right, we're going to put uh, Joe on hold, and we've got Carl, Mark, and Jeff as well. Guys, hang on. We're going to get through the news. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we talk about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. We'll be right back.
0: <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. Rocking, rocking and rolling down to the beach. I'm strolling, but the seagulls poking my head not fun. I said seagulls, mm, stop it now.
2: Ah uh, yes, this is where we are in the world of age of internet. Says bad lip reading with Yoda. So if anything should be, you know, throttled on the internet, it's stuff like that, don't you think? (laughs) Can't make it up. So we're back on the phone with um, Joe from Nagatuck, and he's running out of hard drive space. He's still there, Joe? Yes, I am. All right. So the more we've done some research on this, the more we found and it's Microsoft's fault. So the boys and and girls, sorry, the boys and girls at Microsoft, uh, when they released a update to Windows 10, uh, introduced a bug. In which the Explorer can no longer calculate file sizes properly. Yes, that's true. As I'm telling you, Microsoft doesn't know how big your files are on their operating system. You can't make it up. I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's true. So the problem is a bug, and we've got a couple of articles that we're posting out there for you so that you can refer to what's going on here. But tree size size free, like Bob said, is a way for you to kind of get an idea of, of actual usage and we can also – there's some other ideas on there to clean up anything that is possibly being created, like the
1: – WinDIR stat is another one that uh, – it's from Microsoft.
2: But Didn't you want to talk to him about the the uh, temp file, the setting his temp file, rather than letting Windows create oh, it? Oh, the page file. Page so that, file.
1: That's, con- that's uh, in one of the articles that we just posted. So you can s- set uh, your page
2: file.
1: Yeah, drive disk. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: because all these files are – uh have these funny uh, – uh, names like uh, dc 372327 uh 2327 dash e etc etc
2: That's your extension? The you, you know, okay. 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 Well, though some and of those that
3: thing has like uh, 52 gigabytes. 50
1: That's more than likely a temp file that's right. growing out of control. And it could and be And it's
3: in the file storage uh, mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, file
1: right so, from
3: uh, which is under which is a sub file of file protector right which is a sub of our subfolder of uh, system volume information
2: right the sad point here is that it's Microsoft does not operate its operating system and it's causing trouble for you and um the only op- option for you, really, is to try to manage it by clearing your temp files, doing the basics, and waiting for the next update to solve your issue on Windows 10 when Microsoft, again, understands how to calculate file sizes and, and keeps their system under control. But yeah, because not-
3: I, I've cleared all the temp files except these that are in file storage, uh, the file storage stuff. All, all, all my other temp files have been cleared.
2: Oh, I believe you. Um, I believe you. But in this so case, you're, you're kind of stuck. I
3: should go in here, and I guess I should copy these to some other uh, to, to backup drive and try deleting them and see if uh, <laughs> it still runs. <laughs> well,
2: uh, you, I don't know that I'd
1: recommend that. You've got to get the, to the source of the problem. What's creating the files in the first place?
2: And there's nothing out there that we found that is specifically responsible for it, other than what we found is that Microsoft doesn't know how big your files are in, in uh, certain versions of um, of the uh, Windows and 10 update.
1: In the postings, it does give you some commands you can run that will hopefully clean that up.
2: And we say hopefully oh. because this is not logical. We're trying to solve a problem that shouldn't have to be solved. It's like trying to solve a car problem that your car forgot how to drive, how to roll. I mean, it's that, it's that elementary to what we're trying to solve here. Microsoft forgot how to configure an operating system properly.
3: Yeah, well, my son that doesn't have as much uh, as many Windows programs as I do uh, got fed up with Windows 10 and went to Linux.
2: (laughs) Ah, Linux. Okay. Well, he'll have his issues too. I'm not telling you we would have the we would play the song every OS sucks because we've been playing that for the past 23 years on the radio, uh, going back from when we started. So they all have their fun. Uh, They all have their problems. But at this point, Microsoft really shouldn't have such major issues to the point of losing data, not knowing how large the file sizes are. It's just getting ridiculous. Well, I lost
3: a full two months' worth of data on my computer. Did you? Not not just data, programs that were installed within that two-month range after a Microsoft update.
1: I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if you got the 1809 update that got pulled back. Because
2: that's exactly know. what was happening. Yeah, that's the one that's the biggest trouble. October has been a horrible month for Microsoft and updates.
3: It, really well, embarrassing. last year. I lost uh, oh. the two months. Okay, then you're just dealing of with everything regular. that was either <laughs> installed or s- documents or pictures.
2: I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's always good to have a backup. Um, that's important.
3: I use Acronix and I run it about once a month.
2: <laughs> okay, but you still lost data. What? You still lost data?
3: Yeah, because it happened uh, yeah. just after I, <laughs> or just before I was ready to run. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sorry, Joe. But we'll, we've got some things for you to try, but I can't specifically fix it necessarily because it's going to have to do with Microsoft updating um, the operating system to correct your issue, I suspect. Yeah. In
3: fact, in a Chronics <laughs> uh, a update, uh, managed to get back most of what I lost. Oh, good.
2: So but, uh, we've got some posts out there for you to try, Joe. I want to move on to other callers, but I hope that gives okay, you something to try. Yeah, where
3: do I find these posts?
2: Computertalkwithtab.com, dot com, the name of the Computer show. Tab dot com. That's where we'll be. Live links. Okay, thank you very much. You're for welcome, your help. Joe. Yeah, good luck. Okay, bye bye. Yeah. Hard to fix something that we shouldn't have to fix. <laughs> it just shouldn't be the case that Microsoft doesn't know how large its files are. Uh, let's go on to Carl in Bloomfield. Hey, Carl, what's up with you? Hi.
4: Good morning. Morning. Uh, I've got a Samsung laptop that's running Windows 7, Okay. and uh, I've got an error message being displayed on the screen, and uh, then the computer becomes essentially unusable.
2: What's the error message?
4: The uh, message is that Windows could not connect to the system event notification service service. Please consult your system administrator.
2: And is this window, you said seven?
4: Yeah, this is Windows seven.
2: And that's it. And it just shuts down?
4: Yeah, well, you, um, now you've got the screen. There's a little, there's an OK button, you know, a little rectangle, so that you can uh, proceed on, I guess.
2: And uh, can you proceed on? I was on? not
4: having much progress with it when I was fooling around with it a couple of days ago.
2: OK. Have you tried going into safe mode?
4: No, I have
2: not. I have an answer for you. Well, that's fast. Bob's already got an answer for you, Carl. Yep.
4: I've got a pen and paper
2: here, so... (laughs) Pen and paper? That's Jimmy Carter's approach. (laughs) Well, basically,
1: (laughs) uh, we'll post an article out on Computer Talk with Tab, but Mm -hmm. basically, you're going to open a command prompt as an administrator, so you'll go to start, you'll type in Charlie Michael David, CMD, and... Click on the little black box that says CMD and choose Run as Administrator, and then you're going to run a Net Shell command: NETSH space Winsock space reset.
2: And ah, then, your yeah. socks are have to be reset. You need new <laughs> socks, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Windows socket for your
1: uh, um, for your IP. You know how it communicates on the network.
2: So you got to do okay. that and then reboot. And that should solve it, Carl.
4: Okay. I don't have a – I'll have to uh, get a look at the file that you
2: – Yeah, we'll, uh, put a, we'll put a link for Computer up. Talk up there for you. We're going to give you the exact article for you, and it will be out there at computertalkwithtab.com. Is this your only computer in the house? Yes. Oh, boy.
4: Right off, we've got, a, it's the only work one we have that I use. Okay. I've got some that are just sitting in the corner. <laughs>
2: You may have to go to a neighbor, log on to their computer, get the article, and then follow the instructions that Bob gave you. But it'll be there in the article.
4: Okay. What's in the? How will I identify the or know which article it is that I'm looking for?
2: Um, it'll say what Windows name? cannot connect to the System Event Notification Service, which is your error.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Or, yes. That'll be there for you. So it's fixable. I mean, if you want to read it again to him, Bob, as far as what he's got to do, if you want to try to jot it down again, Carl, we can try. But it's always better to read step by step.
4: Yeah, I rather, I rather read it.
2: Yeah, that's what I always like to do too. And so.
4: I've seen in <clears throat> my in doing Google search at the library, yep. and so forth. I know there's a there's a lot of messages that ha- have to do with this.
2: Yeah, and this is the most prominent one. And obviously, the idea of going into safe mode sometimes corrects these issues too. Just booting into safe mode um, could simply correct it. But I would try this this approach if you can get on. Yeah,
1: sometimes the. You t- may have
2: to do it from within safe mode.
1: Yeah, the TCPIP stack gets corrupted and you have to rebuild it. And that's what the nutshell WinSock reset command does.
2: All right, Carl. You got a corrupt correct. sock. Okay. That's a Windows sock. Windows sock, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's there for you. Take a look at it, and hopefully that corrects it. And if if uh, if you have time today, call us back and let us know if it worked. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes those files get uh, damaged for whatever reason. We're going to step out for a quick break and get back to more of your calls. Mike, Mark, and Jeff, hang on. Everything we've talked about today from our news articles to these solutions have been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, show.com which also works. If you go to Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, the, these types of links will get into your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg deems them worthy. And of course, if you follow us on Twitter, right after you go and read all of Donald Trump and, and uh, Elon Musk's tweets, you can go to Tab Computer Sys and read our tweets. They're the same exact things we're talking about today. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. I did have to bring this up because of the you know talking about Elon Musk and his tweets. I mean, he's getting into also the trouble with his tweets. And although this was a kind of a funny one, and I kind of agree with um, he, this tweet was Elon Musk buys Fortnite and deletes it. (laughs) He goes, "I had to save these kids from eternal virginity. (laughs) Had to be done. You're welcome." And uh, the more you think about it, I mean, these kids spend an awful long time playing the video games. Now, when I was a kid, uh, girls were on my mind nowadays. I mean, we've solved teen pregnancy with Fortnite. <laughs> we have solved it <laughs> because they just are sitting in front of the, uh, the console all day long and they don't have any, no time to think about girls. They're thinking about virtual whatever. And, uh, it's pretty funny. This story goes back and forth about with Fortnite and Musk. And, uh, of the people the the guys that created Fortnite then give him a hard time by saying well you're supposed to be on Mars setting up your your base by now Elon and Elon goes and responds and says reality is hard. I got to give him some props for that um going back and forth with Fortnite I guess I and mean, you get nothing better to do as a billionaire you know go ahead and troll Fortnite but that that line I really think needs to be is going to be coined somewhere. I had to save these kids from eternal virginity. <laughs> uh Fortnite has uh, reduced teen pregnancy by X%. percent. Let's go on to Mark in Woodbury. Hey Mark.
0: Well, hello there, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, very well. I'm well, but my computer isn't. Okay. I have that amber light. I have a Dell XPS 8900. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's probably three or four years ago old, and uh, I, after having it for, while it was still under warranty, it started not posting anymore, with is just an amber light flashing. Yep. They sent a technician, because I could still get it fixed for free. Yep. And they finally, he ripped it out, put it in a new motherboard, couldn't yep. get it to work, so I had to send it to Dell. They mm-hmm. sent it back, and it's it's worked well since then. Mm-hmm. I've upgraded parts on it, like an SSD, a graphics card, oh, nice. and RAM. Mm-hmm. And thinking it was the power supply, because this started yeah. again.
4: Yep.
0: So I even just, I got 24, I got a one-day delivery from Amazon. I got an EVJ 500, mm-hmm. and I put that in, but it only has an on-off switch, at least with the old power, it would work.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Prior to that, I actually got it. To start, I just kept, you know, reseeding. I tried all the things. I replaced the CMOS battery. Wow. I uh, and, and it finally started up. You know, I checked all the connections. Uh, what a nightmare to work inside this thing. Mm-hmm. It's just too tight. Yep. And it did boot and then reset windows. Mm-hmm. It put in the old windows that I got with the thing that still had, like, out-of-date McAvee, and it just it runs like junk Oh so I, I had a Windows ISO on a USB, mm-hmm. put it back in, which I had had previously to this problem occurring again. Yeah. And, boy, it was beautiful. It started up. I used it one or two times, and then, boom, back to the flashing light again. Yikes. And uh, I've <clears> just I've taken it apart. I've tried the power supply. I, I unseated the new RAM and mm-hmm. tried to reboot it. I haven't reset the CMOS again yeah and it's been out of power for a while. <clears throat> I'm gonna try that. I just tried it again this morning. Yep. I put the old power supply back in because the new one just has an on off switch. The old one has the push button where at least when I push the button, I see the blue light come on, but it will you know it just turns off and goes back to the flashing twice um amber light
2: and no beeps at all
0: no beeps at all, <sighs> and now. Hmm. When I push the button down all the way, it used to make a little kink noise. It doesn't do that, <laughs> and it doesn't always just completely shut down without me pulling the power. Jeez. So you, go ahead.
1: So you said that you upgraded it and you put an SSD drive in it.
0: Yeah, a, a, a WD500.
1: And the OS, you said, was Windows 10?
0: I just updated it last week with a a USB install.
1: So uh, how old is the SSD that you put in? How long ago?
0: That's probably two years, maybe.
1: So did you have a second hard drive in this computer? I've got the
0: primary hard drive with uh, an older version of Windows 10, and I did try that, but I haven't tried it since I reinstalled Windows on the new SSD or newer SSD.
1: So my question would be, have you tried moving your page file off of your SSD, turning off... uh, Indexing, you know, there's just
2: a you can't get the, it on though. You can't even turn it on.
0: No, I only have the SSD hooked on. I don't have a uh, two two drives on there right yeah, now. Yeah, so
2: you're not even getting past just a boot. You're still at the orange.
0: No, I can't get it to even boot up, and I, I just went through all this last week. Yeah. Thought I was out of the woods. It was running, and it was running well.
1: Okay, try. Can you try uh, do a force a hard shutdown on it, like three times in a row? And it it may bring you up to a recovery console, and then you can maybe go back to a previous point, system restore, previous point in time.
2: If it comes up. If it comes up. Because you said
1: it was running good
2: at one point. I
0: pushed pushed the reset on the power supply three times. I did
2: that again this morning. But he's not getting it to boot. I think you're way before that. I think you've got a problem with the quality of the Dell motherboard. From what I'm seeing here on the Internet, this is a very common Dell problem. They've got issues with faulty capacitors on the board, um, and folks are talking about trying to change those. Which don't don't bother, Mark. I mean, you sound very geeky. You've done an awful lot, but I wouldn't get down to resoldering capacitors. No. Um, no. They also said faulty power button on the on the uh, case itself. Uh, you could have a faulty power switch.
0: Well, that's what originally I thought the problem was when I and I told them at Dell, and I don't have the old paperwork, so I can't. Yeah. Be sure if they replaced it, but it just seemed to me that it was the power switch.
2: Yeah, that's where I would lean. Um it could be just a silly switch which is on the case. So you almost want to see if you can find a new power switch on that case to see if that's it. But don't spend too much more time on it. You said it's about 5 years old?
0: Uh yeah, 4 maybe.
2: Yeah, it's sad that it's that old. It's only 4 years. I'd like to get 6 years at least. But um you may want to punt it and see if you can get it through committee that you may want to replace this thing if the power switch doesn't I work.
0: Anything though, okay? uh, I've got self. Hello? I'm on the phone right now. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Somebody picked up in another
2: room. Oh, gotcha. You clear, yeah, I do hear that. So I would uh, try to try that, Mark. Try to get a new power switch, and you got some other line leaking in here. Um, but uh, you try a new power switch, and then maybe. Um, Look, trying to get through committee replacement of that thing. If you can't power it up, there's not a whole lot more you can do. Bob is, is suggesting things after you get it powered up that could create yeah, solutions, but yeah, I'm not sure even you're there get yet. Into
0: the BIOS, that's what happened last week. It finally yeah. did the triple reboot. You know. Yep. And went went into BIOS and said diagnostics said it couldn't find anything. Right. Do you want to reset Windows? And I just said, "Go ahead." And I put in <laughs> in my older, oldest version of Windows that I found somewhere on my disk. Right. So then I upgraded through the US that USB, and it, uh, right. it ran good for a couple of days, and then it went right back to the so, same problem. So
1: you're right. pretty geeky. Um, where the power switch connects to the motherboard, do you think you'd be able to go in and find the two pins that actually? Uh, attached to the power switch and try shorten those two pins to yeah, see if it I turns read, out. I
0: read that you do it. You can also do it with cutting
2: the green wire and grounding. Don't cut the green wire. I wouldn't no. cut any wire. That's too MacGyver-y. I didn't like that idea. No, don't, don't cut the wire.
1: You just go and find <laughs> find the little uh, connection and just pull the connection off and, and then short, just short it with a Short the two pins with a screwdriver or something. Okay, you, or a jumper. <laughs> well, if you had a what
2: jumper, it, I'd a prefer that. But but with, you okay. Is it
0: a six pin connector?
1: No, it should be two pins.
0: It's a two-pin connector. Right. I, I have I have pulled it, it out. It'll be marked. It'll
1: say power.
0: So, yeah, I so know which one it is? I'm just wondering. Okay, and, and what do you think I should short it with? Just a wire?
1: Uh, uh, you got to be very careful. Yeah, short yeah, short yeah. the two pins <laughs> with a screwdriver.
2: It should start <laughs> it up if it's the power switch. Yeah, be careful, Mark. Don't do it on a shag carpet. Sticking a screwdriver into something yeah, powered makes me know, nervous. I'm on a shag carpet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Mark. Don't go too crazy with that idea. But if you're comfortable with electricity, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be I'd be replacing that sucker as soon as I could. All right, I gotta go, yeah. Mark. All right, we'll talk to you later. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New
0: iPhone 15s? It's
2: better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.